Alabama Nation, you know what time it is. It's Jam Pack Monday. Time to get that work week started off for you correctly on the hottest show on the streets. Best ticket you're going to find when you talk Crimson Tide football. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. The Crimson Tide continuing with spring practice. We got Pro Day coming up on Wednesday. So much stuff happening in Tuscaloosa, but we're right here in the Birmingham area where we bring you the show live, action, and in color, streaming to you the show on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, if you haven't done so, go ahead right now, hit the subscribe button, smash subscribe right now so you can have all that you crave on Bama. If you have friends that have not subscribed, get them to subscribe because if you love the content, they will love it also. Also, run those likes up, give us that thumbs up, Get, hit that like button, run those likes toward the moon. Let's get this thing up right now to 50 likes right now. Hit that like button, making this your show, your network, your channel, your space to talk Bama football. We appreciate you guys. Also, turn on all of those notifications. Hit that bell so that way you can get all of your alerts and be notified on what's going on with your program. That being Bama football, we also got you covered on Facebook and Twitter, giving you, streaming to you, the show. But a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, a lot to dive into. I know a lot of us are still kind of uh, wondering, what the world was that at the Oscars last night with uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock? But that's besides the point. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Bama football. What you guys, the fan base, want to get into and we, you can let your voice be made known tonight by calling 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. want to hear from you of a daily Super Chat Go, $75 daily Super Chat Go. We've already got people interacting with that goal right now, that being one Jimmy the Bad Man Clay with that $75 donation. Appreciate Jimmy Clay. And right behind him, Mechanic, Pimp Man Mechanic in the house with that $25 donation. Appreciate all of, appreciate Mechanic and Jimmy Clay dropping in there as that daily super chat goal of $75 has been met. And all of you guys for helping us out. Now, for you, our distinguished uh, members, for our exclusive members here, we've been working on doing something special for you guys. So after tonight's show, stick around because I'm going to be leaving you, our members, with my strict, with, with my last-minute thoughts or my afterthoughts when you look at spring practice, when you look at what's going on with the program, uh, what's going on just in, in all types of things and sorts like that. You can check out my final thoughts on things right after the show, just something for our members here that have been so faithful checking out the show. But back by popular demand on a Monday, we got Patrick down in the building. P-Money breaking news reporter for TDA. Pat, you and I will be in T-Town for Pro Day on Wednesday. I mean, what are you looking forward to for Pro Day, Pat? I'm just looking forward to see, I mean, whoever shows up who's interested in picking these guys. But real quick, I didn't watch the Oscars on Sunday, Stephen. Uh, did Chris Rock and Will Smith do handshake I, I, hug or something I mean, when he won I, I, Best, I, best let's, Actor? Let's say this. Let's just say it was a it was 1,000 times worse than uh, 
Nick Saban giving the butt chewing the Pete Golden. Let's just say that. Oh, that's pretty bad. It's <laughs> 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 something. It was something. But that, that was crazy there at the 94th Oscars last night. But I'm going to get to right now, folks. Topic number one of the conversation. We got Pat Dowd here joining us to break this all down. And we've been able to discuss so many different positions uh, at nauseum, regardless of what they may be. The one position that hasn't gotten enough talk, and it's probably one of the more important positions, and that would be the inside linebacker room. And when you, t- when you discuss both inside backer positions, your middle Mike linebacker, the captain of your defense, the quarterback of your defense, the signal caller of your defense, the general, if you will, of your defense. He's setting all the pieces in motion. He's the guy that everybody looks to for that leadership and that guidance on the field. He's the defensive coordinator on the field. And then you have the weak side linebacker, which is his running mate. He's kind of what I like to call the heat-seeking missile. He's the guy that blows stuff up, that runs around the field, that that takes stuff head-on, that just really makes all of those wow, like, oh my goodness, types of plays out there. And Bama has had in its history a lot of phenomenal Mike linebacker and weak side linebacker duos, tandems, combinations here. But now you look at Jalen Moody and Henry To'oto'o or Henry To'oto'o and Jalen Moody if you want to put the mic in front of the wheel here. So, Pat, as we look at these two, Christian Harris off to the NFL draft. He had a, a good three years. He was kind of raw when he first came in from Louisiana, but learning from Coach Golden and Coach Saban and the guys ahead of him, you know, Christian Harris was able to put out a pretty, pretty solid career and look to see him do well in the NFL. But now you've got Henry To'oto'o and Jalen Moody. And Henry T. spoke last week about playing at, at linebacker. It's man on a string. You're moving on a string. If I do this, you do this. You have my back, I have yours. When we play together, then a defense could be really something nice when you got the two guys in the middle playing well together. And Bama's had its history of great play at inside linebacker. But when you look at To'o, To'o, and Moody, can it be up there? I mean, how good can they be as a tandem for this upcoming season? Well, I think they can at least be as good as they were last season. And down the stretch of the season last year, I mean, they were playing pretty – they were playing real good, stopping the run and really – people and utilizing them in the blitz packages I think there'd be a couple third or fourth downs where they'd send them both and they'd be really really explosive getting back there but I think one of the part of the reason why they this position that the line middle linebacker position it hasn't been widely talked about is because I think that it feels pretty secure in the sense of whether a combination it is next to Toto whether it is Jalen Moody there's some comfort in knowing that he's been in the system for a while and you know, he's shown some flashes of being a pretty good player. I think it was during the 2021, 2020 season when they were playing Arkansas when he filled in. Uh, he, I think he had double-digit tackles that game. Played, it was really impressive, but just didn't really have an opportunity to get on the field last year because Harris and Toto really didn't they didn't miss any games or much of any plays during the season. And that's the biggest thing, Pat, with Moody is now it looks like he's going to get that chance. He's going to get that opportunity. You mentioned the experience. He's been here. He's been at Alabama since 2018. Uh, came as a three-star from South Carolina. He's been here the entire tenure of Pete Golding. He's played in several games. Look at it, 40-plus games Moody has been in. So he's shown uh, he can fit the run gaps. He can. He's got lateral quickness. He started off this past season against Miami with an interception, so there's some coverage skills. Moody has an ability 
ability, and he has a lot of capability. And then we saw with To'o To'o down the stretch last year, he got better, got more comfortable hitting gaps, got more comfortable uh, taking on blocks and shedding off blocks, got more comfortable doing those things from a Mike linebacker perspective. It's just, I guess for a lot of people out there, that they, they saw what the Rolanda McClains and Hightowers and C.J. Mosley's, Nico Johnson's, the Reuben Foster's, Reggie Raglan's. They saw what all of these guys did. And even down to Dylan Moses and Christian Harris, though, that t- and that tandem was not as elite as others. Still good enough to win a national championship. I guess for some people it's, can they play that aggressive as, as a linebacker. Well, look, I mean, when you listed off all those guys, that's a pretty high standard for any I mean, team to reach. I mean, it is. And, I mean, for the last couple of years, I wouldn't say Alabama's middle linebacker play has been elite. I think the last first-round pick they had at middle linebacker was Rashawn Evans. I could be wrong, but it might be Rashawn Evans going to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the highest yeah. drafted one that they've had in the last few years. But, I mean, there's no question that this group can, can you know, be effective in, what, in whatever capacity that – or whatever combination, excuse me – that gets put out there. But the, I think um, something to note about Moody is, like you said, he's been here his entire tenure. He was in the transfer portal. Nick Saban was able to get him out. I know we talk about all the guys who Nick Saban was able to poach from other schools, but he was able to get Moody back here once Harris went to the draft. And I think the important thing to note about Moody is he's a guy who wants to be here and who wants to play for Alabama. I remember when Moody spoke to reporters, and I think it was last year or the year before, he mentioned when I got my offer from Alabama, I was seeing Crimson from then on. So that kind of shows you the uh, loyalty and the dedication he's put into the program. So hopefully he can not only secure that spot, but hold that spot next to Henry T. But as we look at here, Pat, some young names at that weak side linebacker position, I looked to maybe push Moody a little bit to try to see if they can grow. And you look at guys like Deontay Lawson. You look at guys like Kendrick Blackshire. He came as a full-grown man from Duncanville, Texas in the 2021 class. You've got guys like Ian Jackson in here from Prattville, who's in here for his second season. You've got a Sean Murphy as a true freshman five-star. You've got a Giad Campbell, true freshman five-star. And Campbell can play inside or outside, but he's working inside. And then you even got a Demoy Kennedy, though he's working outside the spring as an experiment because Keanu Colt will miss is missing spring due to an injury. But when Colt comes back, you got to think they'll put Kennedy back inside. But you got some young names here that – want to see can their opportunity grow here to get on the field yeah and the two guys I think of that group I think I'm looking at are Lawson Blackshire and for the reason of they've been in the system a year and they have a little bit of a leg up on some of these other younger players like Sean Murphy or Jihai Campbell who were just arriving but I think well first of all for Lawson I mean he had a he had a monster spring game a season ago he did and that was as a freshman coming arriving in this arriving in the spring I believe and I mean, he was really impressive during that game, even with guys like Christian Harris or Henry Toa I think he coming away, or even Jalen Moody, who he was battling even back then for a spot up on the depth chart. So I think Lawson's really going to, with another year under his belt, is really going to push Moody for that starting role. And Kendrick Blackshire, I think, is, is an example of a player who was assigned to special teams last season and played with enthusiasm. And that's I mean, something, ran down the field, took a guy's yeah, head off, and got called for targeting. Off. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that, that's an aspect that Nick Saban looks in players that he will look to reward. Because if you, and 
I think he's brought he's brought up with players in the past. I mean, but especially the young guys who kind of do their time on special teams. They get an opportunity, like as they get will get opportunities in the spring because of what they're they're if that they play with enthusiasm on special teams during their fre- freshman seasons. Now the now the, now the the things that I enjoy looking at both Lawson and Blackshire, Pat, and you and you made good points bringing up both of those two. Lawson comes from that South Alabama Mobile Theodore High School that area right there. And so many great players for Alabama have come from that that southern region. When you discuss Julio Jones came from that area. Uh, Mark Barron came from that area. C.J. Mosley from that area. Ryan Anderson from that area. T.J. Yeldon from that area. A lot of big-name players came from that area coming to Alabama. And Lawson played at Mobile Christian Academy. Of course, our own Justin Smith did a lot of coverage on him. And when you watch Lawson play, he's kind of got the body of Rolando McClain a little bit the cerebral mentality of C.J. Mosley a little bit. If you can get that on the field and see that in action, could it be something really nice there? And then Blackshire, you just don't see a lot of physical, freakish specimen built the way he's built. You look at that guy's legs and calf muscles and how that kid's, how that dude's built. That's a grown man. So it's going to be intriguing to see how much of a jump these two make here in spring and all of the young inside linebackers gunning for time on the field but it all kind of starts with Pete Golding right I mean it's his fifth year at Alabama it's his fourth year calling a defense people have mixed emotions on Golding some say well people when he came in he started off on a rough slate with both of his inside linebackers being hurt and Moses and McMillan and he had to teach Harris and 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 uh and Shane Lee and that was tough and you know 2020 you were expecting a healthier Dylan Moses you know he did not play up to the uh expectations that you thought Dylan would play up to and you know Pete was able to still maneuver around that and win a championship and of course last year the defense didn't get going until late in the season but with it being year five for Pete in the program fourth year calling defenses I mean what do you want to see in him having this entire inside linebacker room playing with a lot of confidence because uh, national championships for Alabama defensively they kind of go hand in hand with how confident does the inside linebacker position play what does Pete do to have that playing at a high level that position that particular group well, in defensive, Pete, I don't think he's really had a lot of consistency at middle linebacker. And look, you really never do at the college level because you know you have, you have guys there for four years, or even as starters, maybe one or two. So, when you look at his his past years of coaching the linebackers and who actually starts, there hasn't necessarily been that those consistent two guys starting in his system. I think he's fortunate to have Toa Toa back, so I think he needs to lean on him and Moody in that regard to be leaders in that group and really kind of bring up, bring along some of those younger guys. But, you know, I think he just needs to keep doing what he's doing here. I Like you said, he's in year five, and I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap as a defensive coordinator. I think he I mean, does. a great recruiter now. He's a great recruiter. I mean, and he, he's been a great recruiter since he's arrived here, and he's has great relationships with these guys. I think it's just, you know, just a part, especially with these young guys, just, you know, keep developing them, and maybe they do hit on a Ruben Foster or Reggie Ragland-type player in the future. Now, of course, when you go, we, as we go back to To'o To'o and Moody, the one good thing here is these two are have crafted a relationship off the field, and that's the big thing is when you're playing next to somebody, you want to have that bond on the field but also off to where 
you can trust that guy. And Henry T. talked about it. He and Moody, they spend time together. They're watching film together. They're bonding off the field together. I don't know if they're going bowling together or skating together, whatever they're doing. But there's some type of bond. There's some type of brotherhood starting there. And that's key because that's what you saw with Reggie and Ruben. That's what you saw with Rashawn, Sean Dion, and Mac Wilson and, and those guys recent years that all feel bond to where if I can trust you rolling around in the streets, then I can trust you on this football field. So hopefully that's become the dynamic here with Toto to and Moody. Yeah, I mean, trust is a big thing in middle linebacker. Like you are saying, you have my back, I have yours. It's, it gets really important when you're working, when you got to work as one. Like you said on the string, you go this way, I, I take this step with you. It's going to be funny to watch this inside linebacker room grow. People, spring practice continuing here for your Crimson Tide. Going to be looking forward to seeing what happens here at the inside linebacker position. Hopefully, To'o To'o and Moody can be that strong, consistent, productive group. The spring game for the Crimson Tide coming up here on Saturday, April 16th, 2 p.m. Bryant Denny, it's inching closer and closer, folks. But right now, we're going to go to a break, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, we go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your texts, your interactions, a conversation with you, the fans. Coming back, you'll listen to In My Own Words. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We are back in from the break here, folks, on a Monday. Getting that work week started off for you correctly. How to show in the streets here. Talking your crimson tide in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and, and you, the Tide Nation. Run those likes up. Get those likes past the moon. Give us that thumbs up right there. 
Make this your show, your network, your channel, your platform and space to talk Bama. Need 20 more likes there to hit that 50 mark. Get those likes up, fans. Appreciate all of you showing the support and love here for your channel, your platform. Got some super chats to get to. We got my man Bill from New York, Big Bill, with that $5 donation. The super chats. Appreciate the love from Bill and Jamie Wilhelm is here with that $4.99. The Super Chats appreciate Bill and Jamie showing the love here on the show. Appreciate my man Patrick P. Money down in that last segment. Always fun to talk Bama football with Patrick, man. It's, it's fun. It's entertaining. But we go to the phone lines right now to take your calls. The call statement is brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. For number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab a call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Good afternoon, Stephen. It's Coach Swoop, man. I'm feeling good. He's Today, back. Time, How you doing? I'm good, <laughs> man. Yourself? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm just happy to be here again, man. It's it's, it's that's the good time of the year, man. That would be you could smell the spring ball in the air, man. It's just it's, it's just amazing time in college football for Alabama football fans, man. And um. Man, just to piggyback off of the opening topic with the inside linebacker duo, I actually heard some great things coming out of the uh, locker room today um, With uh, from over the past weekend with guys just being locked in and film study. I, I heard there was like this, uh, a lot of private player meetings on Sunday uh, uh, last night. Um, guys were just in the film room. People that, that guys uh, were going over the Georgia film, you know, the Georgia game film and just you know, just talking amongst themselves, guys were mirroring, walking through uh, different schemes, different looks. And um, to have that type of competitive feel in the air is an awesome feeling again. You know, it kind of, like I said, that 2020 team, um, the, COVID champ, uh, the COVID year when we won the championship, I feel like um, that fire is, has been lit in that locker room. But uh, the inside linebacker guys, man, Stephen, I would love, I would love for Jalen Moody to have that one successful year to go into the league because I feel like he's going to be a great, a great career player when he gets to the league. Not necessarily that, uh, not necessarily that he gets in the league and starts right off the back, but someone like a late bloomer. You know, um, I feel like he could have like an Anthony Avery type, uh, type year. You know, just you know, finally getting his chance and making the best of it, becoming you know, top top you know, one of the top linebackers to go into the league. You know, I think a late second-round pickup or even an early first, second-round pickup for Jalen Moody would be awesome, you know. Um, even a, a, a early third-round third pickup would be good for Jalen Moody. Um, and and then with Toa Toa, um, I, I honestly still don't think he can handle that load by himself, Stephen. I feel like um, he's at his best when he could play in spurts, when he's put in situations um, not – not having to make multiple decisions. Um, and, and I feel like that's going to open up. I, I honestly believe we'll have a inside linebacker by committee type type year where we're going to have a, a tight three-man rotation. Um, something we should have saw more of last year. And, and this year, I think we'll see more. Um, I would love to see Jalen Moody be the signal caller, honestly, Steven. Um you you seen how he came in that Arkansas game as a I think he was a sophomore then that year, um, and and just w had a sense of command out there, you know, not, not looking confused. 
anytime he had the spot play in games this past season, he never looked confused, and that's that's what, that's something you have to have on the field. Um, but I think we'll see a lot of success from our inside linebacker group, no matter what three or four are in the rotation, because of the experience up front on the D-line. Um, and that's all about who's really just going to step up and be the most aggressive out of that defensive line. You got a bunch of guys that are junior, red shirt juniors and seniors that need this year, you know, and, and hopefully that, that sense of I got to play every play like it's my last play is there for guys like DJ Dale, Justin the Boy B, um, Byron Young, like guys that guys that need this year. Um, even Stephen Wynn, Stephon Wynn, when he has to come in and be a plugger, that guy needs to plug, you know, um, and that I think that's where we're going to see the talent and the athleticism of our inside linebacker group um, really flourish. Because our outside linebackers, I think we're so deep that it's kind of a little too comfortable, um, and it's more of a thing where we're hoping guys just stick around for their turn, you know, with the outside linebacker talent and, and depth. But um, inside linebacker, we're going to see a lot of guys take advantage of opportunities um, this spring. And um, even the freshman, Murphy, I, I, I feel like that guy's just too smart to keep off the field, um, Stephen. And, and, you know, if his enthusiasm is there like, like you know, the word on the street is, then I, I see that guy getting some early burn, you know, especially if we have, like, some crazy injury. Um, I see him being, like, the first option up, the first, op, you know, first, like Kool-Aid was, you know, as soon as we had a cornerback injury, Kool-Aid was up. And that was, I was glad to see that, you know, give a guy a chance to make his mistakes early and learn that you still got to work um, or, you know, let him show up and show that he put in the work. Like Malachi Moore showed up day one, put in the work and, and they showed on, on, on the uh, game field. So I'm excited, Steven. I think um, this, this defense has a chance to be great just because we, we kind of have, what Georgia had so much experience across the board mixed in with a lot of uh, talent that, that seems to have, you know, uh, a, a maturity about them. And um, that's what I'm excited about. So thanks for taking my call, Steven. And once again, roll tide, man. I love what TDA is doing and I'm glad I'm able, I'm able to listen in and you guys keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you guys. Roll tide. Appreciate it. Appreciate Senator Hines, Coach Smoke, starting us off here on a Monday. We checked out this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Steven, do you? Uh, uh, do we need some security on the show? Do you need me to come down there? No, sir. We, we, we good, Wagon. We good, man. <laughs> you, sure? <laughs> you sure? You good? We you good, good, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, if John needs some help, I'll be down there in just a few minutes. Anyway, Wednesday, I'll be signing autographs, taking pictures, signing helmets. Everybody try to line up, please, to the left of the stadium. We don't want a whole lot of confusion down there Wednesday. So everybody just try to, you know, abide by the rules, you know, and, and help everyone out. And, and let's try to cut these phone calls down to at least a minute. You know, we got a lot of people. <laughs> we got a lot of people calling in this show. We need, we need to cut these phone calls down. All right, Steven, you're looking good. The Blue Ranch gang, I love all y'all. If y'all need a book deal, I'll get you one. But anyway, I love all y'all. Let's meet back on Wednesday. I'll see y'all Wednesday. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate Wagon calling in. He's already preparing for Pro Day on Wednesday in, T- in Tuscaloosa. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are you feeling? State your name and, and where you're calling from. Hi, Stephen. Bill from New York. I'll keep it short tonight, man. I don't want to get the prez mad at me, you know. 
You're good, Bill. Go ahead. All right. I, I think inside linebacker is a real strength of this team. I'm going to tell you why. I, I mean, you know, ever since there's rule changes in the NFL that went into effect in 2010, and it really took away a lot of the running game. You know, so the two positions that aren't as valuable as they used to be, in my opinion, are inside linebacker and running back. That said, we're stacked with talent. I love Toto. I think he's really good. He came into a fresh team, you know, a new team, and he really got better as the season went, all, went along. I ain't worried about that. And, uh, you know, and we, we got guys backing up our top two. So that, to me, that's not, you know, you're better athletes today. You're great athletes. They're going for outside linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver. Soon tight ends are going to be like at more of a premium. If you look at our team last year, where our running backs and inside linebackers, the top athletes on the team, I'm going to say no. And, and now to get off that, I just want to like make one more point. I want to compliment Justin Smith, the job he's doing. He put together a real nice thing on uh, Simpson. You know, I think the kid's going to be great. I've made mistakes about corner, uh, quarterbacks before. I was sure Bryce was going to start over uh, Mac Jones. You know what I mean? And boy, was I wrong. But, you know, you got so much going on here. It's a great show. I'm going to get off now. Thanks for taking my call, brother. Appreciate Bill from New York calling in and showing that support that J- Justin Smith has done an unbelievable job and continues to do so. So, people, if you haven't checked out his show, The Process, Tuesdays and Thursdays here on YouTube, you need to do that. Or, or, or are you truly a recruiting fan? So check out The Process. And also check out TDA Recruiting on Twitter at TDA Recruiting. We're dropping some fresh recruiting stuff right there led by Justin. But we take this phone call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Big Steve. It's Tobias out here in Fresno, man. How you doing, sir? Doing great, my man. You back out there on the West Coast. You made it back. I made it back. I made it back. I was in Bama. Just uh, off from Pelham, yeah, Pelham, and a uh, little bit of Hoover, just with some family, man, and uh, laid my good friends to rest and uh, made it all the way back, man. But, uh, you know, so I thank God for your show, man, giving me a little diversion. And uh, actually, it was good to get away from L.A. Well, not L.A., but, you know, the California area. Because, you know, our gas is like $6 a gallon out here. So it was kind of nice to get back on. You got to pull the bicycle uh, back out, man. You got to pull the motorbike back out. (laughs) You got to pull the motorbike back out. Yes, sir. I used to have, when I was growing up, I had a moped. But anyway, yeah, man, it's $6 a gallon out here. So those of you down south, man, you're very blessed. I know it's $4 down there, but we had 6 in. And um, and then, you know, just as a side note, um, you know, Chris Rock needed to be slapped. I know you didn't ask me, but, you know, anyway, just threw that out there. I was wondering about um, the, the offensive line because Saban said that some of those younger guys have now gotten their body where the, it needs to be. So I'm, I have two questions for you. One is about the nuggets that you're getting coming out of camp about who's really making those jumps to be a part of that 
best five, as Nick Saban likes to say. And and then um, the the next part of my question is about uh, what you're hearing about uh, Jameer. We heard that you know it's saying that he's dynamic, but I'm wondering um, after Saturday and if you're hearing more about him, I'm really excited about that kid, man, because he's he feels like a, a like a Kamar. Um, the way they're describing him, and I haven't watched a lot of this film, but that's the way it seems. So I'd like some nuggets, if you have any, about the offensive line, how it's progressing, and then just a little bit of talk about that running back room, how this Gibbs kid is kind of taking over. Uh, I'll drop some money in the chat. President, sorry, man, it was about a minute and 30. I'm going to get off (laughs) and roll tight. Appreciate appreciate the boys calling in there for that calling in right there, Jess. So I'll start with the Gibbs one. Gibbs at running back, I've been told uh, he has become a voice in the running back room fast. He's become a voice. He's become a vocal leader. He has really taken control, uh, command in that room. And I remember um, Bryce had talked about Bryce Young spoke on how you know Gibbs was one of the top guys in the fourth quarter program, earning awards weekly in the offseason program. Coach Saban just continues to speak on how impressed he is with the skill set and the dynamic ability that Gibbs has. But what I'm hearing, leadership, he speaks, he's vocal, he's talking, he's taking on a role in that room. And I've been been told personally, he is not here to sit down. He's here on a mission trying to put himself in a conversation to be Alabama's fifth Heisman Trophy winner under Nick Saban and get him a really uh, concrete high draft stock. So there's a lot of big things here with Gibbs. And in the offensive line, Javion Cohan's making a jump. It's where does he end up? Does he end up still at guard? Does he end up at tackle? We're seeing some moves being made here by uh, J.C. Latham's making moves. Uh, Seth McLaughlin continues to be cemented there uh, at center. Uh, Damian George is making moves. Now, is, is his moves more so guard or tackle remains to be seen because a lot of these guys can play either or. It's just where do they feel more comfortable at? And then you still have the idea of Tyler Steen, uh, the transfer from Vanderbilt. He visited the program this past weekend, did he enjoy his visit? Did he like his visit? Has it got him to where he wants to, to who he wants to commit to, to Tuscaloosa and commit to Alabama? Haven't gotten a word on that. But once word on that gets out, I will be I will be sure to share that with you guys. Because if Steen commits as a transfer, then that cuts all of your concerns in half because you get an experienced guy out of the portal that has played offensive tackle. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? What's going on? Charles from the Mopolis. Charles is back. Charles, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing. What you got for me, Charles? What you got for me, man? Uh, is it tall where y'all at? Is it cold where we are? Yeah. It's not cold, man. It's it's warmed up, man. We about we, we got seventy degree weather. Spring football back out here, man. It, it ain't cold, Charles. We good. Uh, okay. That's all I want to know. Uh, Appreciate. Take my call. Absolutely. Time. Appreciate. 
Appreciate Charles and the Moppers calling in, man. We good, Charles. No cold out here. 70, 75 degrees. I think it's close to 80, John. Fact check me. I think it's close to 80, but we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. What's going on, Steve, man? Elijah here from Jersey. What's going on, my man? What's happening, Elijah? Oh, man, nothing. Just up here trying to – y'all got 80 degrees down there. We got 35 up here in Jersey, man, with snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, man. We out here with the gooses on, triple gooses, the North Faces, the ski mask over our face freezing up here, man. But uh, I see you bringing the heat tonight with the show. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to make a comment, man, about uh, do we have an elite inside linebacker duel? No, we don't have it yet. Could they be coming? Yeah, they they could. But do we have it right now as far as what we've seen? And it, it's kind of unfair to Jalen Moody because he hasn't had the chance to really showcase his right. skill set on a consistent basis. You know, uh, that's the whole thing. You know, somebody can have one game, a good game, two good games, but can they do it throughout? A whole season so it's unfair to judge him right now but do we have an elite linebacker duel nah i really think they they could become very very good but it's it's all going to fall honestly on on toe toe man um i believe our outside linebackers are elite um and they're going to do their jobs they're going to filter everything back into the inside they will i have no doubt that because they possess the speed they possess the power but man when you talk about inside i i just don't don't see it yet and i want to see i hope moody does uh get the start i hope he has a great season because if anybody on this team deserves a, a phenomenal season it's that man um, he came back uh, last year. He showed me a lot about character, his character, because 95% of the, the kids in college football would have left. When Henry, when it was his time to play and Henry Toa came in there and he had to fall back a little bit and, and get jumped, 95% would have hightailed it out of there. I'm going somewhere else where I can start right away. So he showed me that this this young man he does have the character, but I want to see how he does um, over the course of the season on the field. But um, like I said, I don't I don't know if they elite man. Uh, right now, I'll probably give them starting off the season just prejudging everybody maybe a B, not a B plus a B outside linebackers A plus. But I really do think. Um, with the type of outside linebackers that we do have, they will make the inside linebackers' job a lot easier because I don't feel that these guys are going to have to run sideline to sideline because when you got uh, uh, Dallas Turner, when you got a Will Anderson, they're so disciplined and they know how to feed everything back inside to them. So that's less range that these guys have to cover. So um, I think the jobs would be easier, but it's just it just comes down to how good are these are these guys going to be on the inside. 
I think like the last week when we spoke, Steve, you, you said it best. Back in the day, we had inside linebackers that had that character. They had that attitude. I, I, I feel the last year we had solid one-stopping linebackers was with um, uh, Rashad Evans and Sean Deion Hamilton. To me, that was the last year that they, they was ball hawks on that inside. You know, they, they believed in stopping the run. After that, I just, it kind of went downhill from there. And, uh, you know, that's just my opinion, how I feel about it, man. You let me know yours. I appreciate you taking the call, bro. Absolutely, Elijah. Good call there from him. And, and we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. I, I think To'o To'o and Moody can be good. I think they can be good. Now, am I saying can they be as good as we've seen in years past with guys that have come to the program? Probably not, but I think they can be good enough to where, like, like Elijah mentioned, if you have a Will Anderson and a Dallas Turner wrecking quarterbacks left and right, it does take that pressure off that inside linebacker position. And furthermore, I kind of want to see more of To'o To'o getting comfortable with taking on a block, shedding off the block, and then getting to the ball, whomever may have the ball. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Man, y'all hit it right on the head with the linebackers. We got we, we, we got to do it, man. We got to do it. This is the Alabama football. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. That was that man. That was a great call, bro. That was a great call. <laughs> it was a great call, but we got to be multiple on our defense this year, bro. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go deeper, man. I'm talking about we should be too deep with probably like eleven, eleven or twelve All Americans this year. See, there's no reason. Chris Barnes easily should count for seven. He should have seven sacks this year. That and that and we talk about somebody that's coming off the bench. Then then you got the freshman Alexander, and that's just outside linebackers. Inside linebackers, they you just said it. They they don't take on no blocks. So we got to get towards Toto and all them boys. It's time to see Lawson in them. Let the young gun go out there and hit somebody. Because obviously them boys eager. And you you want to dodge out the way and play safety instead of linebacker. But, you know, man, hey, great call, man. You you and nobody did that, man. Roll tight, y'all. Appreciate Jay from Sheffield calling in. Appreciate Jay there for his thoughts on the show. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Live on the show, caller. And we, we, we lost that call there. But appreciate the conversation going on right now. 205-448-1358. The number to call in. 205-448-1358. We got some super chats here. Dallas Schwartz is back in here with that $25 donation. Appreciate the love there from Dallas. And our own Tobias Brookins, the man from West Coast. Fresno with that 20-piece in the super chats. Appreciate the donations that are coming from all of you but we get to the topic of conversation and this topic of conversation goes to it's uh the uh topic of, oh yeah pro day thank you appreciate that john topic of conversation pro day is on wednesday at in tuscaloosa at the hank crisp indoor facility uh starting at 11 a.m you're gonna have a whole bunch 
of NFL teams out here watching several Crimson Tide alums test for the Pro Day. When you look at Evan Neal, Brian Robinson, Jagan Armour Davis, Josh Job, if Josh Job's able to test, Christian Harris, Fedarian Mathis, LeBron Ray, the list goes on, Slade Bowden also. Going to be a lot of guys testing here at Pro Day. And looking forward to see, you know, what they do and, and how they perform and how they test. A lot of these guys had a great combine. Christian Harris had a phenomenal combine. Uh, Fedarian Mathis had a strong combine. Jalen Armour Davis had a good combine. Brian Robinson ran 4 5 3 40 at the combine. And, uh, you know, Slade Bowden in that gauntlet drill did well. I know he ran a 4 6 2 40. People probably would have liked to see him run 4 5 8 4 5 7. But Slade, never known for his speed, more so of the quick, you know, route running type of guy there but pro day wednesday tuscaloosa every nfl team will be in attendance looking forward to seeing how well these guys test and going toward the draft and what will the conversation be like with nick saban and bill belichick because you know those two are going to be huddled up together in a sea of coaches in the middle of the entire field talking about something and the cameras are going to be on those two. What will be the conversation between Coach Saban and Coach Belichick? That'll be fun to dissect right there. We're going to go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, I dive into more intriguing nuggets that I have gotten from spring football. You're listening to In My Own Words. We'll be back. <laughs> You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Look at all these great players that touch on Alabama Magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we are back into the action here, folks, from the break. Number one form, hottest ticket you're going to find here. Talking Crimson Tide football, spring ball, steel flowing here for your Crimson Tide. Yours truly, Stephen Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. In my own words, at 63 likes right now, trying to get this puppy to 100 likes. Do your thing. Crimson Tide fans like to show up. Give us that thumbs up. Run those likes past the moon here. Trying to get this thing up to 100 likes. You guys are doing an outstanding job. Appreciate you for all that you do with your support and your appreciation and your love here for the show. But we look at now more 
Intriguing nuggets, interesting pieces of information that I've gathered here from spring practice on your Crimson Tide. Have gotten the chance to sit down and have conversations with a lot of great people well connected within uh, the program and what's been going on here behind the scenes, taking you a little bit behind the curtain here in discussing spring balls. We're going to get into a couple of these nuggets here quickly. And uh, the, the first one, the transfers offensively, Jameer Gibbs and Jermaine Burton have been outstanding. I've been told they are both taking on a leadership role. It's not just the dynamic playmaking abilities on the field for both of these two. It's not just the on-field experience, but it's the locker room. It's the weight room. It's the film room. Like, they are taking on a serious leadership role. They are speaking. They are letting their voices be made known. They're letting their voices be heard. And they have taken command of their respective rooms. Jermaine Burton is literally showing the younger receivers and other receivers how to prepare, how to work, how to practice, how to perform on the field. He's showing the wide receivers how to do the little things properly to prepare for uh, the big games and the big moments and the big stage. Gibbs is showing running backs with his work ethic and his voice and uh, you know his, his fire, his leadership, his energy. He's letting that be made known. So even though these two have just basically gotten to Tuscaloosa from completely different programs, Gibbs, Georgia Tech, and the ACC, Burton, Georgia, and the SEC, they've come to Alabama – and they're already becoming impactful, impactful voices, vocal leaders in the locker room. That's a really big deal right there from those two, Burton and, and Gibbs. So uh, from there, we look at the wide re- – we continue with more. We continue with wide receivers more when you look at now JoJo Earl and Christian Leary. And what I've been gathering from them is uh, we're going to be seeing – and we could be, this could happen in Alabama's first scrimmage, which, which will be on Saturday. It may not happen on A-Day because Saban keeps the playbook vanilla in the spring game. But keep your eyes on the regular season here in the fall for this. I'm hearing, I'm being told, Leary and Earl will be used in a Jalen Waddle-esque role. Alabama's going to be playing a lot of speed ball, a lot of quick game, a lot of... Uh, Let's get a lot of these big one-two play drive, touchdown, big ball, big play type things. And when you look at Earl and Leary, both of these two uh, can give you that. I'm being told that there will be situations this upcoming season where they both will be used at the same time on the field. And that can be really scary when you got a 10-5, 100-meter dash, Christian Leary on the field, and right with him – you got a lightning quick JoJo Earl on the field. So keep your eyes on that. Leary, Earl, used together at the same time. Jalen Waddle, Escarol, Bama going with a lot more speed play on the field. So that's what I'm hearing there from that aspect. As we look at here the offensive line, uh, in particular, Javion Cohen, uh, I'm being told that it's going to be interesting to see where, where Cohen ends up because uh, though he played guard uh, this past season and in his career thus far, he's gotten a lot more tackle reps in spring ball. 
He's been used a lot at offensive tackle, and he's got the size, the girth, the physicality to be a tackle. Even though I see him with more potential at guard, he does have the tools and the capabilities to slide over to tackle and be something nice there, be something productive and substantial, sturdy, reliable for Alabama football. So keep your eyes there on Javion Cohan. He's been taking a lot of reps at offensive tackle. Now, if he is concretely a tackle moving forward, whether he is left or right, going to be really intriguing to see where he ends up. But that's what I'm hearing right now is Cohan has been getting a lot of reps, a lot of looks there at offensive tackle. Uh, Eric Wolford coming over from Kentucky as the new O-line coach. He's moving a lot of these guys around, which brings me to the last nugget here, and that will be Coach Wolford and Freddie Roach. Both of these two assistant coaches will have a lot of expectations on them heading into the season uh, for different reasons. Uh, Coach Wolford, the reason why the expectations are big on him is U.S. fans saw the inconsistency from Alabama's offensive line, and it frustrated you, it bothered you, it worried you, it concerned you, it disappointed you. You can put any adjective there. It did not make you happy, the up and down, inconsistent play of the offensive line, especially when you look at the line previous to 2021-2020 under Kyle Flood winning the Joe Moore Award as a dominant, nasty, physical, consistently positive offensive unit right there. So for some of you, for for most of you it was, it was not Bill O'Brien, it was Doug Marone, offensive line went good and when you don't have an offensive line consistently you know good offensive line it doesn't matter who your play caller is it could be Steve Sarkeesian out there Lane Kiffin calling plays if the offensive line is trash ain't nothing gonna get done so that was the reason why Nick Saban holds on to Billy O OB but pushes Doug Marone out the door brings in Eric Wolford now it's if Wolford gets this done now it becomes, maybe it wasn't O'Brien. Maybe it was truly on Doug Marone. Maybe we didn't give O'Brien the benefit of a doubt. But if it's the offensive line still having issues, then we go back to, nah, it's O'Brien. It's O'Brien's fault. He, 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 he caused the issue. So Eric Wolford kind of doing some double duty here. He's trying to show that he's the guy for the offensive line, but he's also trying to, uh, you know, in Bill O'Brien's mind, O'Brien is hoping, bruh, come in here and do work so the people don't think it's me. The people will think it was just Marone. So <laughs> Eric Wolford, you know, big uh, expectations on him to have his offensive line in order. For Freddie Roach, the expectation is he played here as a decorative inside linebacker 2001-05. He's coached here before. He was brought back to coach the defensive line after success he had at Ole Miss. But for tired fans, it's can Roach get the best from this line? Can Roach push the right buttons and have uh, this defensive line, especially whomever the nose tackle ends up being? I mean, I know DJ Dale is back for his senior year, so they're going to be pushing Dale, but Dale, Tim Smith, Jameel Burroughs, Shamarian Latham, Damon Payne, doesn't really matter. Whoever that nose tackle is, 
Can Freddie Roach get the maximum effort dogness mentality? If that's even a word, dogness. If I'm making a word, dogness. Can he get the dogness out of this nose tackle position? That's what people want to see here from Freddie, from Freddie Roach because U.S. fans were so used to Bo Davis and what he did, getting the dogness out of Jonathan Allen and Sean Robinson and Jaron Reed and Deron Payne and Dalvin Tomlinson and Deshaun Hand. Like, Bo Davis was on those dudes every single day. He was on them. And because he was on them and he was able to pull it out of them, pull it out of them, they made sure they did not let him down with their style of play. So can Freddie Roach pull this out of his defensive line? It's going to be big there. That's the reason why both of these two, Roach and Wolford, are under these expectations here for this upcoming season. But that was just you know, a few nuggets there that I've been getting from uh, spring ball, according to people that I trust and having knowledge here within the program. And hopefully these all of these things pan out uh, very strongly here for the football program. But we take a break right here, folks. When we get back, we return to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your interactions, a conversation with you, the Bama fans. It's right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, all-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back into the action here, folks, from the break. Number one form for Bama. Football news, in my own words, George truly Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate you guys checking us out here on today. Run those likes up. Let's get this thing to 100 likes. 100 likes are on the show. Appreciate the support from all of you. Making this your show, your network, your channel, platform, and space to talk Bama. Run those likes past the moon. Hit that thumbs up right there. Uh, John. The NCAA tournament, I am so happy I did not do a bracket this year. I mean, but at the end of the day, it kind of turned out the way that we thought it would. When you look at 
The four teams in the Final Four are all traditional blue bloods in discussing Kansas, Villanova, Duke, and North Carolina. And to see Duke and Carolina go at it here in the Final Four, I mean, to see Coach K before retirement going against North Carolina, to see Villanova, Jay Wright go up against Bill Self in Kansas, I mean, the national ratings for this Final Four are going to throw, going to go through the roof. No kudos to St. Peter. St. Peter's, I mean, they shook up a whole bunch of brackets this year. Of course, after Bama got put out by Notre Dame in the first round, I didn't do a whole bunch of watching of the tournament, but I did catch some games here and there. So uh, the Blue Bloods, the four traditional ones, are in the Final Four. So should make for some very awesome ratings here. 205-448-1358. I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. One more time. 205-448-1358. Got to shout out the man, 6-0, with that 50-piece, that 50 Dollar donation, the super chats appreciate the love there for my man, for my man 6-0. And okay, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. We gotta shout out my man Dallas Schwartz. Dallas Schwartz for being the uh for being on uh, being the latest member of the Blue Ridge Gang. Dallas Schwartz. Well, he, he's returning here. Or Dallas Schwartz just returned here, excuse me. So uh OG member. So we got the OG member, Dallas Schwartz, returning as the OG member here. Appreciate uh, Dallas there for showing his support to the show there and for John Alfred for, for keeping me on track in that segue. But we go to this topic here, and this one here goes to Coach Saban's Clinic of Champions, the coaching clinic which Coach Saban does every year at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. It will happen. April 7th through 8th through the 9th inside of Coleman Coliseum. He's got a stacked roster of coaches that will come and speak. Pro guys, college guys that will impart wisdom, impart knowledge, impart life into uh, high school coaches and just coaches across uh, the landscape as, you know, reach one, teach one, right? Each one reaches one to teach one. So uh, this coaching clinic, clinic of, uh, clinic of champions, uh, very excited to see uh, the messages that Coach Saban puts out there, how they are received, and how many of Coach Saban's messages end up floating around on Twitter uh, months after the fact. I mean, I remember uh, Saban had one coaching clinic, I think it was 2019, where he talked about in spring ball, we're trying to get the right guys on the bus and the wrong guys off the bus. Who want to be on the bus? And that that snippet of wisdom right there made it all throughout Twitter. So what could be some of the latest gems here from uh, the Clinic of Champions? That will be what my eyeballs will be on. But we take a final break here on the show and touch that dial because when we return, we get into one Jalen Milrow. He is turning up in spring ball. And has he turned up as a passer? There's some good nuggets coming out of spring practice where Jalen Milrow's arm is concerned and his accuracy goes. We'll talk about it after this. Right. 
If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, Bama Nation, we're back in from the break. Number one ticket here, the fire. In my own words, George Trilley, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate all of you at 82 likes right now. You guys have been phenomenal. Let's get this thing up to 100. We're almost there, family. We're almost there at 82 likes. Run those likes up. Get those likes past the moon. Make this your show, your network, platform, space, and channel to talk Bama. But before we get into final topic of discussion, got to remind you, tdaware.com that's tdaware.com so for all of you still well for all of you that want to get that gear that swagger that drip that sauce that clothing that culture and talking about your crimson tide you love hearing touchdown alabama you go to tdaware.com right now tdaware.com link in the description get yourself set up for the A-Day game, for the upcoming season, supporting your Crimson Tide and continue to support Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA. Uh, now we look at Jalen Milrow. And this is another piece of – this is another part of the nuggets that I've been getting here from spring practice. And uh, Milrow has turned up. He's turned up. He's turned a corner. He is – he's looking good this spring. He's looking really good as a passer, uh, accurate, distributing the football. Uh, he, he's looking good. Uh, I've been told his vision, whole lot better. He's picked up the playbook more. He's got a full hold or a full grasp, even more grasp on the playbook. He's confident in that playbook. He's confident in his arm. He's confident in his passing mechanics, abilities. And, and, th- and this is big time because – this was one of the questions we wanted an answer to. We knew he was athletic. We knew he was strong. We knew he can run. All of these things we know. But what we wanted to see was the development of his arm, the development of his accuracy, his passing mechanics, his precision, his vision as a passer, and how much more of the playbook has he, has he got a full grab on or a full hold on. According to people I've talked with, the vision there, uh, the accuracy, the precision, the confidence as a passer, 
there. And also the grasp of the playbook, he's got even more of the playbook. So as talented as Ty Simpson is, and I think Simpson's going to look to do some things here in Bama's first scrimmage on Saturday and the scrimmages leading up to the spring game. But I'm just saying, Milro ain't playing around. Milro ain't trying to sit down. He finna show that I got a year in this system. Let me show you for real, for real. But I'm trying to do, I'm from Texas. Texas guys are built differently. That is what Milro is, is looking to showcase out here in spring. But what's intriguing is, one particular nugget I got is, you know, Milro has separated himself as, as one of, not only one of the best athletes on the field, but more than likely the fastest player on the team. I was told in terms of speed, it's Christian Leary, offensively, of course. It's Christian Leary, JoJo Earl, and Jalen Milrow. Milrow is behind Leary and Earl. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The guy's built like a linebacker. They're like, nah, Steve. Like, uh-uh. Milrow, he can go. Milrow can fly. Like, Milrow, that dude, like, Milro can burn. He got speed. That dude can go, go, gadget, fly. He, he can do that thing. So you put in that type of power that he has, that type of body frame build. Now he's got speed. Now you add the growth and the vision as a passer. Now I am really intrigued about seeing him more in the spring game and moving forward here with practice. And more so than that, having him operate the offense more in the upcoming season, especially when you get him into games against teams like Utah State and Austin P and matchups like that. You get him into those games where you know you're going to be blowing a team out. And you can put him out there and let him run the offense, let him navigate the offense, let him operate some things. Even when you take on Vanderbilt, yes, Vanderbilt's an SEC team, but you, know, you still have the notion that you're going to be up on Vanderbilt. So get him out there, let Milrow operate the offensive system against the Commodores as well. So just hearing this, him uh, fast, really fast, one of the fastest athletic guys on the team, uh, but now, mentally, where the playbook is concerned, he's grasped even more of that. And uh, where the arm is concerned, accuracy, precision, and confidence in making every throw here on the field. Miro's turning up. Miro is doing some big stuff here in spring ball. So this is a day game. Keep your eyes here, number two. Uh, confirming to everybody that or assuring to everybody that you know, he is the primary number two guy behind Bryce Young. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best news, notes, information, and material on your favorite program, that being Bama football. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app right now from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you got the Android phone for your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio got you covered. 
If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is tight football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the description, too. If you're trying to get the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. Appreciate my man Patrick Dow, breaking news reporter for TDA, sitting in with us in that first segment, talking inside linebackers. That was fun. Appreciate you, the Alabama football fan base, for all the support, the chance, the love, the donations. Remember, after the live, I'm giving my final thoughts to our members, our members, my final thoughts from the show. So be sure to catch that for you, the members. Also, got to shout out my man, John Ivory, in the production studio doing his thing uh, from behind the scenes. Uh, if you want to become a member, the link is in the description. If you want to become a member to TDA on the YouTube channel, the link is in the description. Check it out right there. Become a member here and enjoy all the conversation and be a part of the conversation. We're going to be posting videos. We're going to start posting videos for members in uh, on, on, on the channel. We're going to be posting videos for you, our prestigious members in the channel. So if you're not a member, you go, you go to the link in the description right now, sign up, become a member, so you don't miss anything on what's happening with your program, that being the Crimson Tide. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue. Continue doing the right thing, fun thing, good thing, smart thing, legitimate thing. To not be bored, you grab yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. As always, you protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to In My Own Words. 